Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. Now, I want you to make a note here. The first mistake that she made was she confessed. Her confession was an error. It was an error. That is not what God had said. This is the... Listen. When you fall... I mean, the beginning of your fall always begins with your confession. That is what you know about God and how you trust and believe in God. One of the things that I've discovered is that doctrine matters. That any will have you to believe that doctrine really doesn't matter. And what I mean by doctrine, I mean teaching. The teaching of God's word. Correct teaching, I should say. The enemy would have you to think that the enemy would like to have you think that that is not important. What's important is just that we love God, we love one another. That's all that really matters. But loving God and loving others is knowing it begins with knowing the truth first. And accepting the truth. If you're not willing to accept the truth about who God is, then there's no way you can possibly be in a right relationship with Him. There's no way you can do that. Because as we can see right here, the result of erroneous doctrine, the result of erroneous uh, teaching and confession leads to this. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. But God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's true. The enemy knows the word of God better than you and me will ever know it. Trust me. He's been at this game for so long. For so long that he knows the word of God better than any of us will ever know it. And he uses it for his advantage to trip you up, to draw you away from the truth. Because again, once he has done that, he has succeeded in what he has set out to do, purposely do. And that is to lead you away from God, to lead you away from the Lord our God. To separate you. So that he can have his way with you. And ultimately destroy you. It's that simple. And so that's why I like this. I like Genesis chapter 3 so well. Because you know. It, it, it tells it all. About who we are. And who God is. You must remember that God is the creator. And we're the created. 
We must not create God in our image. We've been created in His image. And because we have been created in His image, we must follow His pattern, which He has revealed in His Word. Which is simple. Do this and obey. That means do this, obey. That means to obey. Do this and live. Do this, that's disobey, and die. Now this ties in so well with what we're going to be, ultimately, hopefully, we'll get into. Slaves to righteousness. And as you can see, just this, I mean, just this morning alone, the enemy is out to try to stop us from being united and being up under the ordinary means of grace, which is the preaching of God's word. The preaching of God's word is the ordinary means of grace. What do I mean by that? It's the channel through which God blesses us. It's the channel through which God feeds our soul. It's the channel through which God lifts, up, lifts, lifts, us, lifts us up, as it were. He lifts Lifts us up, picks us up, and he actually talks to us in, a, in the most loving way possible. The most, the most effective way possible, I should say, which is loving. You must believe this. I hope that you believe this. I hope that you trust this. Don't take my word for it, though, necessarily. Read for yourself. And you will see this. That the word of God is life. It's food for our souls. And just as we feed our bodies each day, we need to feed our souls with the word of God. Amen? Verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eyes. Notice that. Pleasing to the eyes. That's another tactic of the enemy. Another tactic of the enemy is to, to, to catch your eyes. What does that mean? That means to get your focus. To catch your focus. Why does he want to do that? He wants to do that so that he can draw your focus off the truth. Again, true doctrine. He wants to take your focus away from true doctrine and, and, and draw you away so that you can start looking at his doctrines. Which is the world's doctrine. Have you noticed that the entertainment that we've been watching even, just Star Trek. I'm talking about Star Trek. Have you noticed that it's laced with so much of, how can I say it, of the things of the world, the things that are against God, say for example, flirting. Remember we, we, we saw that so often through all Star Trek? Flirting to a point of actually it's clear that they are doing things that are not permitted by God. But they... They, how can I say it? They, they change it. They change the truth of God in a way that 
it, it, it seems like it's okay. It's okay to step out of the boundaries of God that God has set and enjoy life for a moment. It's okay. It's not, as long as it's between you and another person, it's okay. It's not going to hurt anyone else. It's just between you and that person that you're flirting with, that person that you're having uh, immoral, uh, having an immoral relationship with. When I'm, what I mean by immoral relationship? I mean a relationship that is not sanctioned by God, that is not, that is not okay with God. So it, 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 it appears to be okay. It's not hurting no one else. But you, listen, it's hurting God. If you're a child of God, especially. It displeases God. And again, it's the, it's the first step toward um, total separation from God. Eternal separation from God. It's the first step toward eternal separation with God. How do I know this? Listen, let's continue to read along. Verse um, 6 again. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. Not the wisdom of God. She's not talking about the wisdom of God here. She's talking about the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of the enemy. She took some and ate it. So as you can see here, he trapped her by, first of all, the lust of the eyes. What do I mean by the lust of the eye? Look at there. When the woman saw, she seen. That's how he gets us. We see it and we think, you know what? That can't, that can't hurt us. A little violence is not going to hurt me. Oh, it's okay for me to engage in this particular game or whatever. Yes, it's, it's violent. It's okay for me to watch this movie. Yes, it's violent, but it's not going to hurt me. Trust me, eventually it will. Because what it will do, it will numb you. It will numb you to the things of God. What do I mean by numbing you from the things of God? It will begin to cause you to think that, you know what? A little bit of this is not going to hurt. A little lie here, a little lie there, that's not going to hurt nobody. But trust me, you remember VeggieTales? You remember, you remember that particular uh, VeggieTales movie we used to watch? Uh, and it was, it was talking about, the, uh, it was, I forget the name of it, but it was the, ru- the rumor, rumor weed, whatever it was called. The rumor, we- rumor weed, it was called. And this, this particular weed, you remember it started off like a little flower, a little weed. And it would, it would tell a, tell a little lie about somebody or would exaggerate something about somebody. And what happened? It began to grow. Because that person would hear that and take that and do what? Run with it. <laughs> and tell somebody else. And that little weed would be there again. And, and that, that, that story, he would, she would fabricate. That was, she, she would add to it, or he. And he had, for some reason, was a female. I don't know why, but that could be a female or a male. Okay? 
But that thing, the rumor weed, would continue to grow every time. And that's how it is. That's how Satan gets you. He separates you. And he, he, he makes it seem okay at first. From first sight, it seems okay. Your eyes will be open and you will be like God. What does it mean to be like God? What is, what is, what is he talking about here? Well, listen. The world will try to get you to think that, you know what? Man is centered. That man can solve all this problem. Have you noticed in the Star Trek movie that who's solving all the problems? Mostly. The captain. Remember that? The captain, almost like the captain, they look to the captain almost like as if he was the what? God himself. And the crew as well, all together. They would get together and they would make decisions. They would formulate, you know, plans and formulate all this and formulate all that. And ultimately, they're moving planets even after a while. They're saving lives and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know what? Listen, the only person that can really save lives, truly save lives, is Jesus. I'm here to tell you that. But the enemy will have you to think that, you know what? No, we, we have to save ourselves. We have to, listen, as it were, we have to lift our, ourselves up by the bootstraps and we have to make it happen for ourselves. Don't depend on God. God, listen, God helps those who what? Help themselves. That's what they would have you to believe. Pride of life. The lust of the eyes. Say lust of the eyes. The pride of life. And the pride of life. So she took some and she ate it. Also, I don't know if you noticed there. Um, it was pleasing to the eyes, right? Which is the lust of the eyes. But it was also desirable for gaining wisdom, which is the pride of life. And she took some and she ate it. Also, the lust of the flesh. Okay? She fed the flesh. How many times do you eat and you're really not hungry? But you just eat it because it's there and it looks good. Think about it. <laughs> How many times do you do that? <laughs> How many times do you, you, you know, where, where you could be actually spending time or you should be spending time doing a particular project, whether it be for school or something like that. But then all of a sudden you see something else and you get off track for whatever reason and you convince yourself you're hungry. So even though you just ate an hour ago, but you just convince yourself you need to take some time out and maybe go out and get something else to eat, get a snack or whatever. Just think about it. That's another tactic of the enemy. That's why in America, the majority of people are overweight. It's a big, huge problem now. The majority of people are overweight. Why? Because of that. That lust of the flesh. They can't, you know, they convince themselves that it's okay. A little bit here, a little bit there. But I'm here to tell you. Uh, too much of anything will kill you. 
It would kill you. And that's what we've seen here. It's going to kill her. Check it out. Then the eyes of both... Oh, she, she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Listen, misery loves company. Say it. Misery loves company. What do I mean by that? I mean, listen. There are many people out there who try, the enemy will use to convince you that you should be living a certain type of life similar to theirs. Why? Because they want to draw you in for whatever reason. Most times, they want to draw you in because they want, to, they want you to be in the same boat they are in. And oftentimes, they're miserable, unhappy. They'll say, you know what? If you're rich, you'll be happy. If you, if, you, if you do this, A, B, and C, you'll be happy. And all along, they know that you're not going to be happy. But they will try to convince you to do what they're doing so that they won't be alone. And, and they're miserable, but they won't tell you that. They're trying to make it, they'll try to appear, make things appear like they're, everything is, is, they're happy and everything's okay, but they're really not. Because they love company. They want to have company. They want to have somebody along with them. And that's what, that's what um, Eve did. Now, the husband should have said, no, stop. We're not going to do this. But instead, he did what? He ate of it. Was that right? No, it wasn't, was it? It wasn't right for him to do that. Matter of fact, he was just as responsible for the whole thing as she was. Why? Because it was his job. It was his job. Listen, listen. It's the man's role to protect. And that's why God had, had, had told him in the beginning. It was, it was the man who he spoke to and told, told him that you shouldn't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then it was his role from there, from that point on, to protect, to, to guide, to remind, to train Eve. You know what, Eve? Listen, we can't do it. We, whatever we do, we don't want to eat from this tree because this, this, will, this will ultimately destroy our relationship with God. It will separate us from God for all eternity. And we will die. We don't want this to happen to us. We don't want this to happen to our children. Please follow me on this. But he fell in that department, obviously. I don't know. It, looks, it appears that he wasn't even there the whole time that this was happening, doesn't it? He's probably out fishing somewhere. <laughs> For all we know. He probably was out somewhere working. Trying to convince himself that you know what I need to work to make make a to make a living. I don't have time to be be there protecting the family. And listen, listen, this is important. You understand it. This is one of the biggest problems, especially in the black community. The biggest problem in the back black community is what I call absentee father. The father is not there. He's the father will 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 leave the family. Trust me. If we go back to my home, go back to my community, you'd be 
I can, I can take you to countless number of my, my cousins who are females. God bless their soul. And I pray that Lord God send forth men into their lives that will, 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 will change their lives for them. To help them change their life. To tr- show them that you know what? It's not okay to have sex outside of marriage and, and then have children outside of marriage. It's not okay. But it's so many of them. Because the, because the male has walked away. But, you know, a lot of times, too, it's not just his fault. It's the, it's, it's, again, it's the enemy who has drawn them away. But he's held just as much as responsible for that as, as, as she is. Now, continue here in verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Why did they make coverings for themselves? You ever, you ever thought about that? Why did they... You know why they made coverings for themselves? Listen, how many times do you tell a lie and then you try to cover it up with another lie? <laughs> Think about it. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Or you do something, you go, like sneak some food maybe, right? Thinking nobody will know. Right? And you take it and you do what with it? Eat it. Hoping mom, dad don't find out. But you forget, always forget something, right? Right? You forget to throw away the wrapper or whatever. But you thought, you know, mom and dad would, would not, you know, they wouldn't find out. Sometimes you might throw away the wrapper, wrapper but eventually you get caught. Why? Because something tells, you know, you know, something tells on you or whatever. But you try to cover it up, right? Oftentimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's silent right now. You guys know what I'm talking about. So anyways, um, they covered themselves. They were trying to cover up their sins, actually. They were trying, trying to cover up their sins. They, they, they probably didn't realize it in that moment, but that's obvious here. The author who wrote this, he's trying to say, you know what? They're, 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 they're trying to cover up themselves so that hopefully God won't find out. But God will find out. Why? Listen to this. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord of God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. You know that cool of the day? Listen, everybody, eyeballs. Eyeballs, it's important. Wake up, Mariah. This is for you to understand that this should be the judgment of God. God is, listen, God was not caught off. Caught, caught off guard. God was not surprised. It was not like he was like, oh, they did something wrong. I didn't expect that. I didn't count on that. Trust me, he knew. And that's why I think in so many ways it should be called the cool of the day because God probably walked in. He was like, so cool, right? He's like, oh well, I expected this. But guess what? I have to judge. Today I have to judge. And listen, there's coming a day when the Lord Jesus will return again. Don't be caught off guard. Don't be somewhere off somewhere trying to hide your sins. Trying to hide and pretend that God doesn't exist. Trying to pretend that only that nobody will ever find out. Nobody will ever know. Okay? Because God will find out. And the Lord Jesus will find out when he returns as well. The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden 
in the cool of the day, the judgment day, the day of judgment. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called out to the man, where are you? You think he knew where they were? Do you think he didn't know where they were at? No, that's a rhetorical question, okay? That's just God, that's just the author, he's using this to, to show that, you know what? God sees everything, and he knows everything. He knows all things. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And he, listen, he was not surprised by all this. But you know what? He's a loving God, and he loves his creation. And he's just, you know, he's just trying to get them to a place and draw them into a place whereby they will listen. And what does he say? I mean, what is the... What is what is what, what do they say? Or the man said say. He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So he's telling the truth. He he knew it. He's telling the truth now. And he said, God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, Yes I did, Lord. Is that what it says? Is that what it said? No, I didn't say that. What does it say? It says, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit. It's her fault. From the tree. And I ate it. It's his fault. Her fault. Not my fault. It's her fault. To a certain extent, he was right. That's the truth. It was. It was. It was her, her fault. He did. She did convince him to eat it. But guess what? He forgot something. He forgot to say, but you know what, Lord? Please forgive her. I, I was... I was, I'm just as that far, much as that far. I was off fishing, <laughs> watching Star Trek, right? <laughs> I'm guilty sometimes, too. There's times where I just want to go off on my own, do my own thing. But you know what? It catches up. eventually catches up. All right, so he said, um, the man, the man speaking now, the man said, the woman you... You put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. The Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. He's judging them now. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, that is war, between you and the woman. And between your offspring and hers. Listen, the whole book, if you just read, when you read the Bible, listen, you need to keep that in, in mind. That there's a battle going on. There's a war going on. There's a war going on. And the enemy is out to destroy you. He's out to kill you. He's out to do everything he can to separate you from the grace of God. And you've got to... Keep your eyes focused on him. You need, to, you need to do everything you can to cling to the mercies of God, the grace of God, which is only offered in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus, the Savior. That's what Christ means, the Savior of us all. Amen? You got to get into the will of God. By praying every day that God would have mercy on your soul, that God would strengthen you, that he would send forth your Holy Spirit so that you may be led by the Spirit, so that you can resist the enemy's tactics 
the tactics that we just talked about, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. These are the three major things that the, that the enemy will use to try to separate you from God. Are you with me this morning? I hope that you are. I hope that you understand that this is so important for us to remain united as a family. We have to get on one accord when it comes to the things of God. We have to get to a place where we're all in agreement that yes, Lord, to your ways. Yes, Lord, to your will. Not my will be done, but your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done all this, he's cursing them, he's, he's judging them. I will put anonymity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head. That is, he will destroy you. Who will crush his head? That's, that's our Lord. Our Lord. Our Lord Jesus will ultimately destroy the enemy. So the enemy will never again, ever, ever, ever have his way with you or have the opportunity to lead you away, to separate you from God. And you will strike his heel. <laughs> hey, it's going to be a, uh, probably a wound that's going to probably cripple our Lord, injure him, but it's not going to destroy him. Even on the cross, there was victory for our Lord. Remember that. He defeated what? Death. He earned God's favor. He obeyed. He done all that God had commanded. Whereas Adam fell, where Adam fell, Jesus succeeded. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pain in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you're free to go. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> no, no, that's not what he said. You must not eat of. He said, cursed is the ground because of you. That's why we work hard, right? You guys think you got it hard now. Wait till you get out on your own. Children, I'm talking to the children. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it. That is your work day and night to try to, to make a living for yourself and your family. All the days of your life, if you have a family, if you're blessed with one, it will produce thorns and thistles for you. And you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since you were taken from dust, you are to dust. Since you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Since from it you were taken, I'm sorry. Let me make sure I clear that up. It says here in verse 19, I'm going to read that one more time. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat. Your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken. So for dust you are and to dust you will return. Basically you were made out of dust and that's where you will return. 
That is the judgment. That's why we die. We die because of the failure of the man. I'm going to put all the responsibility on him to do his duty, to do his job. And then the woman, she was led astray. She was led astray. And it happens so often in families. To try to find, she, she was hoping to find excitement, a better way of living, a more, more productive way of li living. Different than that, what God, which God had planned for them. But you know what? She's not the only one. We all do it. So I don't want to put this all on the woman. But anyways, we need to be careful because the, the enemy will use us all for his, his glory. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin and Adam a skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. It is believed that he did that to signify to them that, you know what, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. Listen, help is on the way. Say, help is on the way. Victory is on the way. And Christ Jesus is our victory. Amen. And so that's what we see here. We see here that, and the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Like I said, Satan was right. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. But listen, now we can do that in Christ Jesus. Amen. In Christ Jesus, we can reach out and we can take of the life which God has given, which is in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we have it. We have eternal life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. This is the good news. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. This is the word of God. Praise be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless your holy name. Father, we went off on a whole different track today. But Father, I just feel that it's so necessary for us to be reminded that um, this is a battle that we're in. It's a war. It's a war. And the enemy is out to destroy us. He's out to take us out, to separate us for all eternity from you. But he's not going to succeed. For those who trust in Jesus Christ, for those who call Jesus Lord and believe that you have raised him from the dead, that he, he, he was raised from the dead, he descended into hell, and he rose again from the dead on the third day, was seen by thousands and ultimate, and eventually ascended into heaven in which even right now he reigns all authority have been given unto him all authority that isn't all authority in both heaven and earth belongs to him and we belong to him we are his and father we thank you for we trust father that in Christ Jesus we do have eternal life in Christ Jesus we have victory over the enemy and that in Christ Jesus, Father, according to your word, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. 
that we are always yours. So, Father, we thank you for this. And we pray, Father, again, that you would keep us as a family, united as one. And that we remember that the reason why we meet each Sunday to worship you through the preaching of your word and hopefully eventually will be through the sacraments, that is through the food and wine. And, and as we reach out to other families to, to make a community which honors you, that you would just continue to remind us so that we don't lose hope, so that we won't get off track and be led astray to doing other things that we have no business doing or where we don't belong in this world. We must always remember, and we pray, Father, you always remind us that we are only pilgrims passing through, looking forward to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we wait for that day, Father. We wait earnestly for that day, but we know that in that day, Father, it will be a grand day, a day in which the enemy will, enemy will be completely destroyed and cast into the depths of hell to never return. And in that day, Father, according to your word, we, will, we as your people, will receive eternal bodies and that we will be called into your presence to live with you forevermore. And there will be no more crying, no more weeping, no more death. All our sorrows will have had passed away and we will be with you forevermore. You will be our God and we will be your people. And that's what we look forward to. That is the that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate in Christ. And so we thank you for all this in Jesus' name and in Jesus' name alone. Amen. Please rise.